0: the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello again and thank you for joining us. This is AutoLine Daily for Wednesday, August 8th, 2012. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, bringing you the latest news and the freshest opinion from the world of cars. Let's get rolling. The next generation Honda Accord is on its way. If you were hoping for something a little visionary for a change, you're going to be sorely disappointed. On the other hand, if you were looking for something Sonata-esque, then the 2013 version of the Accord might just be your speed. Maybe the interior receives some major work, but the exterior, in either Coop or Sedan guise, is blandastic with a capital B. The company describes it as expressive and sophisticated, calling it the most sculpted and the most dynamic Accord yet. Uh-huh, whatever. From the Alternative Fuel Beat, the Detroit Free Press reports Toyota plans to sell a fuel cell-powered vehicle in 2015. It would be available to both retail and commercial customers. The company is already the hybrid leader, so it's understandable they'd want to be out in front of the next technological development, even if it is pie in the sky. Distribution would likely be limited to California and a handful of other states with hydrogen refueling infrastructures and enough group hugs to go around. My friend John McElroy is still up in Traverse City, Michigan, covering the annual management briefing seminars. With another MBS update, here he is. Day two at the management briefing seminars
1: was really kind of the analyst day, and we got some very interesting analysis and insight from a number of people who do this kind of forecasting. Jeff Schuster, the head of forecasting at J.D. Power, says that by 2018, Volkswagen's not going to be number one in the world. He's predicting that is going to be Toyota, followed by Volkswagen. He sees, interestingly, Renault-Nissan in the third spot, General Motors only comes in fourth, and the Hyundai Group coming into fifth spot. Meanwhile, Anthony Pratt at Polk says that the longer people own cars, the less loyal they become to that brand. And remember, cars are the oldest that they've ever been in the American market now. The average car is over 11 years old. Plus, because people are holding onto cars longer, he says the average car buyer will only buy nine cars in their lifetime instead of the 12 that they had been buying. And that's obviously going to have an impact on the industry. Meanwhile, Paul Taylor, the chief economist at the National Automotive Dealers Association, pointed out that Small car sales are actually slowing down this year. The fastest growing segments go to mid-sized cars, vans, minivans, and pickup trucks. And of course, who would have expected that small car sales might be slowing down right now? Anyway, those are some of the highlights from today's management briefing seminars.
0: Thanks, John. We look forward to more updates. It's hard enough being an automotive supplier. It's doubly difficult being a minority supplier. To make things a little easier for them, two businesses have just teamed up to create a new company called Diversity Connections LLC. This joint venture is designed to help out the management of minority-owned suppliers. You know the auto industry is always on the lookout for good minority-owned suppliers, and this could give them a much-needed boost. Bet you thought Autoline Daily would be a safe haven from Olympic coverage, but not today. MINI has deployed a fleet of quarter-scale radio-controlled versions of their Cooper hatchback to retrieve items like javelins from Olympic throwing events. Here we see a judge loading a discus into one of the cars. What's interesting is the Olympic Committee does not allow advertising at events, and somehow driving a tiny car around the infield isn't advertising? Who knew? The second annual Autoline After Hours Fantasy Draft went down a few weeks ago. Which contestant carried the day? Stick around to find out.
2: Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life.
0: So which of the five contestants that competed in this year's Autoline After Hours Fantasy Draft took the checkered flag? Well, our official draft analyst, Scott Burgess from AOL Autos, and Mark Phelan of the Detroit Free Press have reached a verdict.
3: So as a loyal auto line enthusiast you know that a couple weeks ago we did our second annual after-hours fantasy draft. We brought in about five automotive journalists and they each had to build their own uh, fictitious uh, auto company and then they had to draft, they had to select different automotive executives to run those companies so on our list we had John McElroy of course we had Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics Todd Lassa of Motor Trend, Michelle Krebs, Edmunds.com and Drew Winter from uh, Ward's Auto. Uh, Beyond that we also had Uh, a war room where we were staffed with Mark Phelan from the Detroit Free Press and Scott Burgess from AOL AOL Autos. They were our draft analysts, our experts that were dissecting every move that our contestants made and they're joining me on Skype right now. How are you guys doing? Real good, thanks. Doing great, thanks. Glad you guys could join me this afternoon. So, um, a lot of great picks this year. Any surprises? Mark, let's start with you. Any surprises uh, on the list this year for the 2012 draft?
2: There, there were lots of surprises, and, and the biggest one for me came in the very first round when Michelle Krebs picked Larry Page, who is Google's chief of autonomous driving. I mean, you know, that, that's an area that a lot of people don't want to think about. Some you know, real car enthusiasts you know, actually are, are hostile to the idea, but we're moving in the direction of cars that drive themselves. He knows more about it than anybody else. I, I think that was a really smart, forward-thinking choice.
3: Yeah. And what about you, Scott? Any standouts? I know we had a couple fictitious characters on the list as well, but standouts from you.
4: It, it was very interesting. There was a, uh, Larry Page is a good example. I thought it was interesting that, that a number of people took people outside of the auto industry. Um, I see that as being, uh, as being really healthy for the auto industry, and we look at what's happened at, at Ford Motor Company in the, the last couple of years. A lot of that has been tied to Alan Mulally, who's not from the auto industry. And as we expand our manufacturing, I think that that that's going to be essential.
3: Yeah, just glancing at the list, we had uh, Jay-Z, Warren Buffett, and my favorite pick, Don Draper, fictitious character even. How's that for out-of-the-box thinking? I think uh, Drew Winter picked Don Draper, if I remember correctly. But uh, what's your feel this year versus last year for the draft? A little better energy this year or what? I think I thought it was fascinating both
2: be- because I think we had more people playing this year but also the the fact that it was broken down so that you had to choose people in a number of different categories you had to pick somebody who was retired somebody who was under 40 uh so- someone who was dead um a someone who belonged to to a minority a, a woman and I had no idea going in if that would make for a better or worse draft. But looking at the choices, I I think people actually made better choices with uh, being directed to to think about all these different types of groups.
4: Absolutely. I I would add to that that I thought Mark and I did a a really fabulous job. (laughs) Uh, You know, and I thought it was a great idea to bring Tiffany in as well because... that kept us from being bored while they were picking people.
3: Yeah, absolutely, we had some outside talent come in to help us out. Um, some of the categories you mentioned, Mark. We had dead executives. You had to have a female executive, uh, executive younger than forty, minority, of course, retired, and a wild card. So you could pick anybody you want. Interesting though, nobody uh, you know hit two birds with one stone, so to speak. Nobody did a female executive that was retired and deceased or something like that. So maybe next year we'll get into that. But for the 2012 draft, uh, who do you guys think won? Scott, why don't we start with you on this round? Who was the winner at the end of the day?
4: I really think that, that, uh, that almost every one of the teams uh, would have been a great car company. Um, you know, you had legendary people like Bill Mitchell, and you had, um, you had current people that, that are up-and-coming stars like Ralph Gilles. Um, I mean, there's, there's any one of these. I mean, these are all all-stars. But uh my my pick and uh Mark and I both talked about it is uh Michelle Krebs team uh from yeah. top to bottom it is an uber fabulous uh auto executive team yeah and you agree with Scott Mark
2: Absolutely. I mean, we, we started off with that surprising pick of Larry Page. I mean, you know, for her, you know, dead person, she picked Sergio Pinin and Farina. So you don't even have to wonder: could he still operate today? He was, you know, in charge of designing vehicles a year ago. I mean, this is the guy responsible for virtually every Ferrari. What company wouldn't pick him? You know, Bob Samardzic of, of you know Ford, John Craftick of of Hyundai. I mean, she put together a team that was really deep in talent with a lot of product knowledge.
3: Yeah. That sounds like a winning team to me, but one person was missing from the list here. I don't see Bob Nardelli. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we may have to have a a, a new category for him next year, too. (laughs) What
2: what would you call that category? (laughs) Uh,
3: I prefer not to say. (laughs) But uh, sounds like Michelle Krebs carried the day for the 2012 uh, After Hours draft. So good stuff, guys. Thanks for your help. We do hope you join us again next year for the 2013 draft, and it was a lot of fun.
4: Uh, Thanks for having us.
3: Always a pleasure. Thanks.
0: Of course, if you missed the After Hours Fantasy Draft, you can watch the recorded version at autoline.tv. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. And that's it for today's show. Thanks for your time. Again, I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, and weirdly enough, I'll see you tomorrow.